Hello and welcome to Watkins Wise Words, a podcast that celebrates conscious, passionate, wise and happy living. Thank you for tuning in and here is your host. So hello and welcome, my name's Steve Nabell and today I'm speaking with Dr. Catherine Blackledge, PhD, on her book The Man Who Saw the Future. Now, Catherine is an author, a journalist whose career and interests span the worlds of science and the occult. She has been a student of astrology for over a decade, and she's author of this, uh, her latest book, The Man Who Saw the Future, which is a biography of William Lilly. Now, it's a spell-binding tale of uh, prophecy, power, and politics. The book tells a fascinating story of the 17th century astrology who changed the course of the English Civil War. In this book, Catherine brings the story of William Lilly to life and makes it accessible to a mass modern audience. And the astrologer Jonathan Kainer says, uh, this biography is not only required reading for every would-be astrologer, it stands alone as an amazing tale full of insight into pivotal history. So, um, Catherine, welcome to you. Thank you, Steve. It's lovely to talk to you. Why did you choose to write about William Lilly? Um, I was looking for a, uh, a topic for another book to write. I'd, I'd finished one book about the vagina and I was looking for an equally fascinating topic. And I read about this man, William Lilly, who was so famous during the 17th century that he could bring the nation to a standstill. And um, this, this particular day, it's known as Black Monday. It's why we call other days now Black Friday or Black Monday. It was a solar eclipse. And he so frightened the nation with his forecast about this greatest solar eclipse that anybody had ever seen that nobody would work um fairs markets were cancelled everybody stayed in those so so scared by what william Lilly said and and i was just absolutely fascinated how could he be so powerful and influential and was it actually true that he could see the future um so that that was the start of of my um story with Lilly, and the result is is my biography of him the most famous man in the 17th century well, I know one of the things, he wasn't just an astrologer, but he did look at people's urine, didn't he? And that's that's right. Um, he During the 17th century, a number of astrologers were known as piss prophets because they actually um, gave predictions based on the moment that urine was handed to them. And uh, there's one lovely example with William Lilly. He's working late one night. It's at the start of the Civil War. And there's a knock on the door. And the man there is an envoy from Parliament. And they have a flask of urine. They hand it to, to Lilly. And they ask him, will John Pym live? or die and John Pym was the parliamentary leader so at that point in time he was the most influential man in the country after King Charles I and Lily casts a chart for the moment that the urine John Pym's urine was handed to him and from that chart he gave the prediction that John Pym would die in eight days time and and he was correct John Pym died eight days later on the 8th of December 1643 so that's a, a classic example of his prophecy and it was it was one of the key predictions um, that Lily made that um, uh, tied his alliance with, with Parliament. He became Parliament's um, piss prophet and its astrological advisor. Wow. I mean, that's pretty accurate, isn't it? Even for an astrologer, because for what I know of astrology, I've done a little bit of astrology, it, I, it's not been that accurate that in eight days' time, you know, somebody's going to die, not in my experience. Yes, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And what is, well, almost uncanny is you can look at the chart that Lily cast and you can follow the rules of Horry. Horry is the name of the 17th century astrological technique that he used. And you can follow Horry's rules and you can get to the same answer. You can see why he predicted that John Pym would die in eight days' time. Um, And 
today um in the uk only about two percent of uh, astrologers are um practitioners of these traditional techniques um that they are tricky to learn there's a lot to learn but once you've mastered the rules um you can predict the future um and you know it's it's, it's absolutely fascinating it's it's the area of astrology i'm, I'm particularly interested in and um you just have to stick to the rules with horary and you can get to precise predictions like this absolutely precise and it's it's why lily became so famous because of these uncannily accurate predictions and in particular um predictions about events of national importance that's why lily gains the fame that he does do you talk about in your book some of the rules of this uh, of this uh, uh, study that william did how he did it do you talk about that I do, yes. I try and take the readers through the steps that, that Lily took in order to get at the answers, because I think that it, it, it is of particular interest to be able to see that this is something that can be done. You know, this is this is real. Um, and in fact, Lily, when he was practicing, he was very, very keen um, that um, he, I should say that Lily worked in, in, he was famous for two different reasons, um, for his private predictions. So he has over a thousand people a year year came to consult with him at um he lived at the corner house um, right in the heart of london in the strand over a thousand people a year came to talk to him and they all had their questions like will jump in live or die um uh, or the, uh, there were lots of the questions were should i marry this man during the civil war um is my husband alive will i ever see my son again but they all had their questions for him and he would give them their particular answer so he became famous for that for these one-to-one consultations but he was also famous um, and he became a publishing sensation because of his almanacs his um, these are pamphlets with predictions for the year ahead so these pamphlets that he put out had predictions for england's future um, he started writing them during the civil war so we have a lot of predictions about who's going to win in key battles um, and later on in the century you have predictions about uh, the great plague in 1665 and the great fire in 1666 and he became famous because of um, these national predictions that he made as well I mean, that's quite amazing to predict the Great Fire of London and the plague. Absolutely, yes. And um, he, he explains why he got to these predictions. So it's, it's very fascinating from a historian's point of view as well, because you can actually look at his his reasoning. And he, uh, um, as I was saying, he always, um, in his pamphlets, he always put down the astrological reasoning um, so that all his readers could follow it. And, um, and they too could start to learn astrology uh, before that astrology had been um, part of elite culture uh, but William Lilly was the person who made it um, available to a, a mass audience and he did this with his pamphlets but he also did it with um, a key book that he wrote Christian Astrology which uh, created a whole new generation of astrologers in England are these pamphlets still surviving do you do you have copies that you, you researched Yes, um, they the pamphlets are in the, the British Library in London and also in the Bodleian Library in Oxford. And it's an absolutely wonderful experience to go down there because you can see the pamphlets, but you can also see the case books that Lily used. So you can see the charts that he drew up for each of his clients. Um, you can see comments that, that he'd written down about his clients. You can see the judgments. You can see how he got you know to the answers that he did. So they're an absolutely fascinating document of how astrologers worked in 
the in the 17th century and can teach us a lot today. I guess this book would be of interest to people who are interested in astrology, but if you're not interested in astrology, you might be fascinated with the whole period of the time. Well, yes. I mean, William Lilly, um, in my opinion, was the man of the 17th century. There's, there's no other individual that can um, boast to have been so intimately involved in so many of the key episodes of this tumultuous age. So you have, Lily was consulted by all the key players during the Civil War, by King Charles I, by Parliament, by the rising radical religious sects. He was he was called to the battlefield to rally Parliament's troops. Well, at the same time, um, King Charles I was um, asking for Lily's advice on um, how best to escape when, when he was um, imprisoned. And also um the king was asking lily about what were the most auspicious times to negotiate peace settlements in the king's favor so so lily is is this incredible character throughout the 17th century he's there at all the key moments and in fact i i think you know he deserves mass recognition and national recognition but it's really only because of how um the attitude we have today towards astrology um that that he really doesn't but did he really favor the parliamentarians you know and was it obvious to the the, the kind of royal the royal side the royalty side uh, you know the king and that or did they not know that he was kind of favoring the other side uh well at first in print lily was quite um even-handed with his treatment of both the king and Parliament. He said he was he, he adhered to what the stars said. So it depended on what the stars and the planets said. He wasn't going to go too far in one direction. But um, the, the king, it was said that the king would have given anything for Lily to be on his side. And although um, Lily said he um, supported monarchy, and he did. He did not want to see um, England without a king. Um, he 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 did tend towards Parliament side. In fact, there's one classic example where the royalist astrologer had libelled William Lilly. He called him a pseudo-prophet. And Lilly responded by showing just how powerful an astrologer he was. And um, he made what he called his unlucky judgment. And he looked for a time in the coming months when um, the the planets were against the king. They weren't shining favorably down on him. And um, so that would be a moment for when the king should not be fighting. And Lily actually advised Parliament, this historical evidence that he advised Parliament, and he broadcast it in the pages of his pamphlet saying, that was the time for Parliament to push hard in battle. That was the time for the New Model Army um, to be there. And, and in actual fact, the New Model Army held back from fighting until the time that Lily had decreed. And that's when the Battle of Naseby was fought. Right. And it was a, a key moment in the Civil War. And it signalled um, the beginning of the end of the Civil War. And Parliament were victorious because they'd waited until the time that Lily said they should fight, it wasn't the right time for the king. The planets were against him. I, uh, from re- looking at the book, um, it looks like Lily... How, could you say, say, how was Lily introduced to the parliamentarian cause? He had a number of kind of key connections, didn't he? Yes, he did. Um, one of the uh, most important connections was via the MP Bulstrode Whitelock. And um, uh, Bulstrode Whitelock was um, invi- uh, uh, met Lily via... Uh, urine via treatment again. Um, Whitelock hadn't been very well, um, sent a sample of urine to Lily. Lily looked at the urine and said, look, you're going to be okay. You'll recover um, in a a couple of weeks' time, but you've got to be really careful. Uh, You will have a relapse if you don't look after yourself. Um, And 
Whitelock was very happy to hear he, he was going to be fine, completely ignored the rest of Lily's advice, and he did have a relapse after eating a surfeit of trouts. Right. At that point, he, um, he, he asked Lily again for, um, for help, and Lily reassured him that he was going to recover. And from that moment on, um, Whitelock was uh, close friends with Lily and introduced him to all of his parliamentary friends as well. So um, Lily had lots of friends in high places, which would prove very useful for him because... Um, Lily was uh, he, he was a charming man he was a mercurial man but he was also very combative and he uh, he got himself into trouble over and over again with Parliament and with the King and he was in and out of prison all of his life <laughs> yeah I mean this is volatile times and particularly you know it's not just really King versus Parliament it's also very, very religious forces being stirred up so I mean how did the parliamentary forces feel about Astrology, you know, uh, there must have been some very kind of radical, uh, roundhead uh, people who just said we, we shouldn't have anything to do with these guys. Should, 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 was that true or not? Um, there were some people who um, said they didn't know how it sat with their faith. Yeah. But actually, for the majority of people, astrology was just accepted, at least at the beginning of the 17th century. Um, it was accepted as the science. It was the first great theory of everything in astrology. Um, you even have... well. The, the in general the um, the minister's view of astrology was that it um, it tampered with free will um, but you actually do have lots of ministers who practiced astrology as well so um, it, you know there were some hypocritical um, viewpoints but but it was so embedded within culture it, it was just the way of, of, of thinking about the world. He was arrested, wasn't he, uh, by the very forces he was seeking to help? Yes, well, um, Lily, as I said, he, he was um, very combative. And if he saw something that he didn't like, he would speak out about it. So when Parliament wasn't, uh, weren't paying the, the soldiers their, their due, um, Lily spoke out about it. When he thought Parliament weren't doing a good job of running the country, he spoke out about it. And he was, you know, he was, he was hauled into court um, um, because of his uh, seditious words um, any number of times. But Lily was... Um, uh, he wasn't afraid to stand up to authority. He wasn't afraid to lie in court. He did do that. Um, he, once when he was challenged about his pamphlets, he quickly got his publisher to print six more copies with all his um, inflammatory remarks removed. <laughs> then when he was pulled into court, he held up the, uh, the new pamphlets and said, these are mine, not the one that you've got. So uh, he was, uh, he was a, a very interesting character. I mean, his is a real rags to riches story. He, he's a farmer's boy from a village of Deesworth in Leicestershire. And when he, he first came to London, he worked as a servant at the corner house. But uh, he managed to transform himself from servant at the corner house to uh, the master there by secretly wedding uh, the mistress there after after his employer had died. And it was a real scandal at the time. But uh, uh, Lily was this fascinating character and um, he managed to shrug off the scandal. He was then a rich man and he could devote himself to astrology and, and learn all these ancient rules, um, which, which would then, you know, make him famous. Well, what was his thoughts about the kind of execution of Charles I? I mean, did he see, did he see it coming? And what, I mean, you said he was very much in favour of, of, of having a king in power. What, what did he think about that as well? Well, he predicted uh, 
King Charles I's untimely death in three different ways. And it was a very bold thing to do. He he was risking his own death by continued continuing to predict in public in the pages of his pamphlet that King Charles I was going to die. He even put a date on it. He said January 1649. And in fact, the king was executed on the 30th of January 1649. Um, but he, he did say all along that he wished the king would take his advice and that if he did, maybe he would live. But the king didn't take his advice at any point and, and continued on his own path. And in fact, Lily uh, talks about his philosophy of astrology. He says that the stars incline, they do not compel. So the stars, the planets can show you what the future promises, but you still have free will. You can still act in a particular way to um, change your fate, or you can talk to your God to via prayers or whatever to ask your God to intercede. Uh, so for a long time, uh, Lily said he was hopeful that the king would change his path but but he didn't and uh, and lily's prediction of january 1649 came true so uh, you know with the death of king charles the first you have uh, oliver cromwell in power what was what was it like for william lily under oliver cromwell okay, this is a very different kind of regime isn't it it is. And in fact, um, Parliament did still consider Lilly as their astrological advisor. He still had all these key friends within Parliament, but it was a different situa situation. But at that point, Lilly's star was in the ascendant. His popularity was rising. And um, uh, although he was still um, a number of times accused of uh, making these seditious comments, he, he managed to keep his, his head above water um, um, during Cromwellian times. And he did, um, he was very cautiously said when Cromwell was going to die, um, but he had to be very guarded in his comments about that because um, at that time, people who were speaking out against Cromwell, um, they were being dealt with very brutally. So, so he was um, cagey about what he said then. Yeah. And then yeah. we have the restoration, you know, Charles II comes back. And from what I remember of history, I think there was a certain amount of, you know, a little bit of retribution going on for the kind of the main, main kind of leaders of the, um, the old republic. So how was it for William Lilly? Uh, I mean, in you've got, you've got chapter six here. You're talking about William Lilly in um, Westminster Gatehouse prison around this time. That's right. I mean, within weeks of Charles II's um being um, put back on, uh, put on the throne, uh, Lily had been re rounded up as one of the fanatics, um, and he ha was very lucky that he did still have. Um, he had during his lifetime he had both royalist and parliamentarian friends, and he was lucky that his royalist friends stuck up for him at this time. But uh, the restoration did change things for Lily. Um, it changed things because he, he was now censored in what he said. And beforehand, when he started his print career, uh, the, the um, press censorship had collapsed. So he was really lucky that um, that at that point he could he could pretty much um, uh, say whatever he wanted in terms of predictions. But after Charles II, there was a new uh, censor in town which, who Lily called Old Crack France because he um, macerated his copy. And, and so Lily couldn't make these extreme bold predictions. But he did continue um, to prophesy as much as he could, to say as much as he could, and get round the censor in whatever way he could. And we do have the two predictions during the 1660s, um, which made him infamous. So in 1665, he predicted the Great Plague, um, and he 
uh, singled out that London in particular would suffer. Um, that was because uh, London was known um, for being associated with the uh, zodiac sign of Gemini and um, the key planetary movements um, were in Gemini at that time. And um, Lily was um, horrifically accurate um, with his description of how London would suffer um, with the plague and how many people would die. And then the following year, he predicted the the, the great fire of London. And in fact, um, he was, because he was so accurate with this prediction he was thought to have been involved in starting the fire and he was he was hauled in front of the, the committee to uh, investigating the causes of the fire and and um, and asked was there, there any design um, behind his predictions of it uh, and once again it was his, his friends in high places that saved him um literally a week after Lily was in court, a man was hung for starting the fire. So Lily was was lucky to escape the scaffold at that point. Oh, goodness, goodness. Well, it's a fascinating book. I mean, The Man Who Saw the Future, really, I guess, for anyone who's interested in a broader view of astrology and in the historical uh, events of the English Civil War, the book is published by Watkins. And, Catherine, uh, uh, very best wishes with the book. I hope it goes very well. Uh, thank you. I mean, it's been an extraordinary experience for me researching the book. I, I started off as a scientist quite sceptical, and now here I am. I'm actually um, studying the traditions that, that Lily did myself because it's it's just absolutely fascinating. You can um, predict the future using these techniques. Like what you've heard, be part of our community by visiting watkinspublishing.com, following us on Twitter at Watkins Wisdom or liking us on Facebook.